Preface to History of Animals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. History of Animals by Aristotle. Translated by Darcy Wentworth Thompson. Preface it was the desire of the late master of Balliol, Dr. Benjamin Jowett, as formulated in his will, that the proceeds from the sale of his works, the copyright in which he bequeathed to Balliol College, should be used to promote the study of Greek literature, especially by the publication of new translations and editions of Greek authors. In a codicil to his will, he expressed the hope that the translation of Aristotle's works, begun by his own translation of the politics, should be proceeded with as speedily as possible. The college resolved that the funds thus accruing to them should, in memory of his services to the college and to Greek letters, be applied to the subvention of a series of translations of the works of Aristotle. Through the cooperation, financial and other, of the delegates of the university press, it has now become possible to begin the realization of this design. By agreement between the college and the delegates of the press, the present editors were appointed to superintend the carrying out of the scheme. The series is published at the joint expense and risk of the college and the delegates of the press. The editors have secured the cooperation of various scholars in the task of translation. The translations make no claim to finality, but aim at being such as a scholar might construct in preparation for a critical edition and commentary. Wherever new readings are proposed, the fact will be indicated, but notes, justificatory, of conjectural emendations or defensive, of novel interpretations will, where admitted, be reduced to the smallest compass. The editors, while retaining a general right of revision and annotation, will leave the responsibility for each translation to its author. John Alexander Smith and William David Ross This book has been compiled at various times and at long intervals during very many years. The translation, which owes much to my father's helping hand in years long gone by, is based upon the text of Becca, but in subsequent revisions I have included all that seemed to me most useful and appropriate from the texts or textual annotations of Schneider, Ober and Wimmer, Picolos and Dittmeyer. To the emendations proposed by these commentators, I have added some few of my own, which will be found brought together in a brief appendix. Many of these suggestions of mine are admittedly venturesome, and but very few of them have been adopted in my translation. But they all relate to passages where the text as it at present stands is, in my opinion, faulty, 
and where conjecture may be a help towards further consideration and ultimate emendation. The so-called tenth book of the Historia Animalium has not been translated. It is spurious beyond question, and its contents have neither general nor particular interest. My editors have been liberal in allowing me greater scope of annotation than was contemplated in the outset for the volumes of this series. But nevertheless, I have felt constrained to omit much that I had written, especially on the zoological side of my commentary. To annotate, illustrate, and criticize Aristotle's knowledge of natural history is a task without an end. Many friends and colleagues have given me abundantly of their knowledge and advice, and my editors have been assiduous in all manner of help and counsel. Darcy Wentworth Thompson Prefatory Note In the following notes I have taken little account of matters of geography, but it seems worthwhile to call attention to the frequent reference in this book and in certain other Aristotelian writings, to the island of Lesbos, and to places in and near it. Thus, for instance, we have mention made of Lesbos, Antissa, Argenusa, Lectum, Mytilene, Pordosilene, Proconesus, Pyrrha, and the Pyrrhean Euripus, and, I think it, further not improbable that Malaya should be Malia, the southeastern promontory of Lesbos. We know that Aristotle spent two years in Mytilene when he was about forty years old, that is to say, some three years after the death of Plato, just after his sojourn with Hermias of Atarnius, just prior to his residence at the court of Philip and some ten years before he returned to Athens to begin teaching in the Lyceum. Throughout the natural history, references to places in Greece are few, while they are comparatively frequent to places in Macedonia and to places on the coast of Asia Minor, all the way from the Bosphorus to the Carian coast. I think it can be shown that Aristotle's natural history studies were carried on, or mainly carried on, in his middle age, between his two periods of residence in Athens, that the calm, landlocked lagoon at Pyrrha was one of his favorite hunting grounds, and that his short stay in Euboea during the last days of his life has left little, if any, impress on his zoological writings. Then, it would appear that Aristotle's work in natural history was antecedent to his more strictly philosophical work, and it would follow that we might proceed legitimately to interpret the latter in the light of the former, and remembering that Speusippus also was a naturalist, to whose writings on fish and shellfish Athenaeus bears abundant testimony, we might permit ourselves to surmise that inquiries into natural history were in no small degree to be reckoned with as a cause of the modification of Plato's doctrine, alike, though not identically, at the hands of Aristotle and of the later academy.
End of Preface and Prefatory Note